You are listening to Sermon Snippets with Max Taylor, where we exposit God's Word and apply its instruction to our everyday lives. As we study God's Word, we are learning truth that corrects our thinking, meets our needs, and teaches us more about Christ. Here's your host, Max Taylor. So we're looking at Rome, and there is so much that we could cover about Rome. Not only what Rome symbolizes, which we started to get into last week, but also a lot of people I don't think understand Rome historically. We have to understand Rome from a historical perspective. There's a symbolic perspective. Um, there's the the era that everyone thinks of, you know, with the Julius Caesar and and the romanticized Roman Empire. But there's so much more historically to Rome, and really we're we're still affected by the remnants of the Holy Roman Empire, which has kind of gone dormant today. But I mean, even now, if you ask anyone what Christianity is, what a Christian is, basically the concept that comes to mind is Romanism, the Roman Catholic Church that's still very much uh, around today, and it still has a lot of effects. So we have to understand history. And I'm just going to take this opportunity to go on a bit of a um, soapbox, I, I guess you could say, and just talk about understanding history. That is so important. And I'm reminded of it now, particularly with what's going on in Israel. You see such a dearth of actual understanding of history. You can't uh, have some of these political alignments and opinions and no history at the same time, because a lot of what is going on today, the mob reaction, is not founded historically. It's based upon lies and propaganda and a political narrative that people just bandwagon jump on and just adopt. History is so important. I cannot even stress to you, as a, as a Christian, as a lover of truth, as someone who wants to know the truth, history has such a vital role in that. And I would go so far as to say, if you don't understand history, I'll say it this way, your understanding of history is going to determine how well you can understand scripture. Because everything that happened in the Bible happened in a geographic location. It happened in a place, in a historical context. It happened at a time, a distinct time. Everything in scripture. I mean, it just makes sense. History is just the study of what has happened in the past and the the different times and the different uh, factors, geopolitical factors, the cultures involved. If you don't understand history, then you're going to be very limited in how well you understand not only the Bible as it's given to us and things that have happened in the past, but also prophecy. What we're studying now is a prophecy given to Daniel. This is so powerful. I could literally spend so many episodes just talking about this one topic. But we're looking at a prophecy given to Daniel in the past, something prophetic, something that Daniel would not see in his lifetime, the Roman Empire. But since then, that has come to pass. So in our, from our perspective, we're looking back through the lens of history. So what we know about history is going to determine how well we understand what God was trying to tell Daniel. We can literally see it so clearly from our perspective now because of the time that we live in. But do we take advantage of the tools that are available to us to better understand history? And there are so 
many tools. I mean, there, there have always been tools. Uh, Usher wrote his Annals of History. I mean, massive tome of a volume. And that is, you know, that was one of the most complete works on chronology and on history, world history, biblical history, back in basically the Dark Ages. And he was basically the go-to person on that field. But now we have people like Floyd Nolan Jones, who his chronology is literally the best, in my opinion, the best available in the entire field that's ever been written on chronology. And in my opinion, I don't even think it's close. I don't even think there's a close second place, someone that even barely compares to Floyd Nolan Jones. But what I'm saying is we have so many tools at our disposal. And I heard someone recently, I think it was last night or, or yesterday morning, the days kind of run together at this point, but they said, um, talking in the context of the Israel-Hamas conflict, the whole Palestinian liberation um, movement and all of that, and they said, you know, if you want to help Israel, if you want to help me, what you can do is you can educate yourself. You can read history, understand the truth, and that that is so important not just on a political level, on a, on a spiritual level for our personal walks with God. If you want to help your walk with God, if you want to, you know, if you want to help me for some reason, I don't know why you would, but you know, if you're, if you're going to reach out to me and say, Hey, how can I help you? You know, what can I do to be a blessing to you? I'll tell you, you can study history and the Bible, (laughs) study God's word historically. Um, I just heard a quote like, five minutes ago before I started recording this that said so many people nowadays are focused on revealing something new you know we all want to hear something new something catchy something sensational but what we should be more concerned about is reviewing not revealing new things reviewing history the past studying scripture studying uh, the chronology that's led us to this point so all that will work as a introduction to Rome. Okay. Um, Hopefully you get the emphasis there on studying history. What a lot of people don't realize is that there are several phases of the Roman empire. And really you could say, which I kind of said this last week is the Roman empire really doesn't have, you could say it has a historical starting point because there are dates that you can look to that show, you know, changes in world politics and there's shifts, um, geopolitical shifts that happen that puts Rome basically at the forefront. But what Rome has always stood for, what Rome represents, has always been around. Rome really represents adultery with paganism. It's a merger between Christianity and dark, occultic, Middle Eastern mysticism. So it's this syncretistic, syncretism just means basically that, mixing religions together, kind of picking and choosing and coming up with your own little conglomerate version of a religion. That's what syncretism is. And Roman Catholicism and just Romanism itself, even in a political form, it's basically mixed things together and it's caused this uh, unholy mixture, this dilution that has really led so many people away from Christ. And that's uh, Romanism basically in its spiritual sense. It has always really made enemies out of true followers of Christ, true believers who stand up for the Bible 
and it's really Romanism has sought to destroy them always in every culture in every age going all the way back to Babylon which was founded by Nimrod in, in Genesis that's basically the Babylonian mysticism that is ingrained in Romanism Romanism just looks Christian but it's it's really not so let's talk about some of these phases of Romanism um, because this prophecy in Daniel is future and I'll go ahead and read that just to remind us what we're talking about here. I'll read Daniel chapter 7, verses 23 through 25. This is the interpretation, um, basically, of this final beast that we've looked at in the past. So he says, Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth. That is the Roman, Roman Empire. We looked at last week why that is the Roman Empire. There's a couple proofs for why there's some support scripturally. So this week we'll just accept that that is the Roman Empire, the fourth beast. It says, shall be the, the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the 10 horns out of this kingdom are 10 kings that shall arise and another shall rise after them. And he shall be diverse from the first and he shall subdue three kings verse 25 says and he said uh, and he shall speak great words against the most high and shall wear out the saints of the most high and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and a dividing of time and that's all future even for us that's talking about uh, the tribulation and the final one world kingdom but we know this is speaking of Rome. So let's just go over some of these Roman phases here. You have ancient Roman ideas that have always been around. Paganism, it's ancient, all the way back to Babylon. Um, so that's always been around. But then you have the Roman Empire proper. And this is what most people think of, you know, when you think of the Roman Empire, what you, you know, get excited to study in history class, you know, world history. This was a time frame that was led by emperors, strong leaders who conquered vast amounts of land. We think of Julius Caesar. They built the Roman Empire. And inside that Roman Empire, man, fascinating to study, they built impressive Roman colonies, which were basically outposts of Roman civilization. They would have Roman culture, Roman architecture, democracy. People born there would have Roman citizenship. It was like a little mini outpost, a little mini Rome. And there's tons of cities like that, biblical cities that we read of, like Ephesus, for example. There'd be these Roman outposts, Philippi, named after Philip. Um, and, and there's a lot of other ones. There's a lot of history there with those uh, colonies, Roman colonies. But that's the era of the Roman Empire proper. Then, as time went on, it kind of shifted into the Holy Roman Empire. So this was basically an attempt to revive the old Roman Empire, which had kind of crumbled, and it emphasized Roman Catholic theology. So the Roman Catholic Church came onto the scene, which rekindled ancient pagan practices that were disguised as Christian, but it's basically just paganism. And so this was really the Dark Ages, where people were not even allowed to read scripture. Um, church services, mass, were held in latin so people didn't even there's amazing illiteracy of scripture and no one understood what the bible taught there was no clear teaching of salvation it was all loyalty to the church 
basically this cult empire, the Holy Roman Empire. Um, some have said it wasn't holy and it wasn't Roman. So, um, but that's what it's known as now. So, and that's when the popes gradually rose to power. They took over the power from those empires or the emperors who ruled that purer form of a Roman empire. So now the popes kind of come onto the scene and they become more important than those emperors. Then there's the dividing of the Roman empire. This is a different phase. So there was a schism between Western and Eastern Roman churches. And so they split into basically two empires, the Western and the Eastern Roman empires. And that produced the difference between the Roman Catholic and the Eastern Orthodox churches. So that was kind of the beginning of the end for the Holy Roman Empire. And now we have today where basically Romanism has fizzled out as a huge empire, but it's still around. And the spread of the Roman Catholic Church is it's still growing. And that's still what most people think of when they think of Christianity. And it actually leads to a ton of misunderstanding about God's word um, and a whole lot of doctrinal problems. So it's leading so many people astray, but it's merging all of these other world religions. It's basically the epitome of bringing together all the false religions in the world into a single world religion. And that's partly what this prophecy is talking about in Daniel, a future one world religion that's under the guise of Romanism. So the Roman empire is not gone. It's not dead. It's just dormant right now. And it's going to rise up again after the rapture happens, after the saved, the believers are gone. It's going to come back onto the scene and it's going to dominate the world in opposition to God. So that's a little bit of the history of the Roman Empire and where that is heading. Um, Next week, we'll kind of finish talking about some of those implications of today and what we have to look forward to for our hope for the future as believers. So I'll see you back here next week. Thank you for listening to Sermon Snippets. If this Bible study is a help to you, consider downloading the weekly episodes or sharing this podcast with a friend. Until next time, remember that God's Word is perfect, and it's everything you need to live for Him.